0: Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. What's up, gang? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius from Day. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now, listen, The Greatness Machine We're about two things. Number one, people who are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world and doing both of these things despite the odds against them. Uh, guys welcome to the greatness machine i'm your host darius mishazde and boy do we have a special guest for you today my man yannick silvers in the house what's up brother
1: what's up i love the unicorns behind you everywhere around here
0: oh pink unicorns are where it's at that's yeah. Um, guys for those of you guys that are not new to the show you know that we're about two things we're about people who are living their passions and those that are, that are creating greatness in the world and my friend yannick silver is neither short of passion nor greatness. So man, I'm so pumped to have you. I've been I'm like I've been wanting to get you on the show since I started the show. It just took a little while to make this happen, but here we are. Yeah. Well, everything happens
1: in the right timing, so it's all good.
0: Exactly, man. We 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 are we are where we're supposed to be when we're supposed to be there. So, um, do you mind if I give the audience a little bit of about a, a background about how we met one another? Yeah, I'd
1: love I'd love, yeah. Absolutely.
0: So, I, I, as many of you guys know, listen to the show. Uh, I'm in a program at MIT. I'm actually the chairperson of the program for this upcoming year, uh, called Gathering of Titans. And um, I think it was my first year. I think it was 2017 was the year that you spoke there. Um, was it? Was it when? Was it when John Ratliff was the chair?
1: Yeah, that sounds right. Or or Rick Zappia, I can't remember.
0: Yeah, one of the one, yeah, I was one of those two. So it was either seventeen or eighteen. And then nineteen was the last year we did it because of COVID. It kind of blew up after that, but we're doing it again here in twenty twenty. And Yannick gets up there and tells his entrepreneurial story, and and I was I don't know what it was, man. At the end of your talk, I came up to you and I'm like, there's so much that you just said that reminds me of my own life, and I started talking about my dad who had passed away. And um and just you know and I actually think I did an impersonation for you of my father. Which, which <laughs> my father talks like this. Um, you know, he has a very heavy, thick Persian accent. Yeah, um, but well, I yeah, can only
1: do one one accent. Mine is a Russian accent.
0: <laughs> uh, do you mind? Do you mind giving us a little little go
1: at that? Uh, actually, uh, well, well, actually, the the puppet behind me is the uh, the Russian accent. So I, I put him on sometimes as. That, that brings forth my dad and also like an old school marketer. There, there it is. Let's go. What do you have here? What are you selling here? Nothing? Okay, come on. Get this show going. <laughs>
0: As my father would say, you
1: son of a bitch. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I really can only do one accent. So oh. it, it's, it turns into just my dad. But
0: Yeah, dude, doing, yeah I, you have just completely motivated me to create a puppet for my dad. So uh, uh,
1: well, maybe, maybe that could be a show you and I create. I've been threatening to do a zoom puppet show that's a Shark Tank meets uh, whose line is it anyway
0: <laughs> i I will tell you right now that you have a willing participant to do it with you so <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, as you guys can see, uh, yeah, this was literally like pretty similar to our first conversation. And I was like, man, I really dig what this guy's doing. And you know, I, when I describe you to people, cause you don't know this, but I describe you to people all the time. I go, yeah, this guy Yannick's just doing all this awesome stuff in the entrepreneurial world. It, basically you're Richard Branson's protege, you know, I don't know if I, like that's, if, if that's me overshooting there, but like, you know, you and him have a, have a really strong relationship and he's a mentor of yours. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and, uh, yeah, man, like you're, you're just out there making, you know, really making some cool waves in the world. So I'm I'm just pumped to, to, to get to do this with you live on, on our show. So thanks for being yeah.
1: here. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. And that, and that is a fun way that we connected for sure. And and it's been too long, so I'm, I'm glad that we're, we're back in each other's orbit here and We'll see what happens.
0: Definitely. Uh, do you mind if I actually give your, your formal,
1: speaking of orbit, we're going to be talking about Cosmic Journal yeah. and whatnot. Look, only if you do it in your dad's uh, accent.
0: Nah, Yannick. <laughs> <laughs> Yannick is the creator of the Cosmic Janelle, author of Evolved Enterprise, and the founder of... <laughs> my my dad like to say fuck. The motherfucking <laughs> Maverick <laughs> 1000. <laughs> motherfucking. Uh, <laughs> He's a global network of top entrepreneurs, visionary entrepreneurs, making a serious difference in the world without taking themselves too seriously. Um, Dude, I can't wait to get into that. But uh, you served on the Constellation Board of Virgin Unite, uh, Entrepreneurial Foundation of Virgin Group and Branson Family. And you have a lifetime goal to connect visionary leaders and game changers to catalyze business models and new ideas for solving 100 of the world's most impactful issues by 2100.
1: Yeah, we probably need to. We probably need to, to bump that up a little bit more before twenty one hundred. But yeah,
0: <laughs> you like like twenty fifty. You are like twenty thirty. <laughs> yeah. like, like, time's running out. <laughs> so, man, how have you been? What have you been up to?
1: I've been good. I've been uh, you know continuing to follow this little this little thread of of what the heck am I doing here and and what is this all about? Um, you know, I, I caught the cosmic alarm clock. Was the first kind of moment and. This idea of like this little voice that, that gets louder and louder in, in your head about, you know, you're, you know, there's something bigger to be doing. And either you can answer that or you can just hit snooze and, and go to sleep. And typically for entrepreneurs, especially successful entrepreneurs, you know, quote unquote successful entrepreneurs, um, that involves asking some difficult questions and involves making some changes that might not be, you know, it might not make sense to a lot of people or might not be pretty. It's like asking, you know, now what? and and allowing what has what you've already done to become the new the new uh sort of floor for you and because when you stop growing then it's it's not very exciting
0: yeah man it you know so it's funny where you started that statement around like the whisper you know that that kind of like starts eating at you and 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 i think you know i don't know if everyone well i'll take that back do you know dr jeff spencer you familiar with
1: yeah, yeah 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 actually uh we had jeff at, at necker one time
0: that's right that's right yeah. so, so so that's how he got to necker so, so jeff was my coach mm-hmm. for, for earlier this year and he's been on the show and re- i love jeff and and um you know i so i was working with jeff and you know he he said like you know especially midlife and and i'm in midlife
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> we you're not like, in midlife how old are you, actually, 40, young, you?
0: 43 right is that 43? midlife
1: no, because it depends what you think is uh, the end. Uh, so,
0: oh, then it's whatever that. Sh- you're, yeah. You're oh, at I, a, a third I'm life. A third or. Yeah. 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 First. third. Well, I'm at that old, the old definition of midlife. Exactly. I'm third-, third life now. So I'm hitting yeah. third life. And, um, and, and, um, and he's like, look, there's this window that a lot of people have from like 38 to 43, where you get this like moment where th- a calling happens. <laughs> And most people don't want to face it and they go back to sleep. And, and it happened to me a little, and I met you right around 39 ish.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I knew you were kind of like thinking about what, what was going to be next. And
0: yeah, you met me like real early in that conversation and that whisper became a freaking shout like, and, and, uh, At the two years ago in three weeks, I quit my job. (laughs) I stepped down as CEO of my company. I didn't want to do it anymore, and I and I exited my company. I got bought out of my company uh, last year. So that that happened because of the question you're talking about. Yeah, like why are we here, and like what do I want to do? How do I want to make impact? And I think I mentioned it to you. Yeah, right. Like literally, it's like probably the first sentence came out of my my mouth when I met you. But yeah, it's. Mm I find that question a, a mesmerizing yet difficult question.
1: It, it is. And, it, and I think it's meant to be. So, you know, during this time um, that I went through it and it's not, it's not pretty all the time. And, you know, it, it really helps too if you have a guide or someone that that can, you know, provide a few sort of guideposts for you. And, and but I think everyone has their own individual journey to it. Like, so no one's going to be like, all right, well, this is the exact thing you need to do. And, and I think the questions, you know, create, the, the answers and the better the questions, the better the answers. And, and we can get into maybe some journaling stuff and different things that I've done, because you can get to, I, I think you have the wisdom within you. It's just being, you know, open enough to, to be like, oh, yeah, this is, this is what, you know, I'm, I'm meant to be doing, or this is the next sort of step. And as entrepreneurs, we always want to be like, all right, well, here's our, you know, A to Z plan and here's how we're going to get there. And here's our three year vision and whatever. And, and it doesn't work like that in a neat fashion. A lot of times what got you there, is not going to be actually not a lot of times, almost every time what got you here is not going to be the same thing that's going to get you to this next spot to, to really open up. I talk about connecting your head, which is your business side, your marketing side, with your heart, which is the impact you want to make in the world, and then your higher purpose. Like, why the hell are you here? Uh, and it's truly like, you know, what what are you meant for? Because now you can look at every success, every failure, every sort of relationship built, every network, every, you know, everything as one piece of the puzzle. And then that becomes, again, like like I said before, like that new ground floor and and for what's what's next. And even that question, like, you know, what's next or what now is a big opening. Um, so during that time, you know, for me, uh, like one of my favorite questions was, um, what what would I do even if I knew it would fail? And this is from uh, Brainiac Brown from Darren Greatly. And, mm. and because that takes away this idea of attachment to success or quote unquote success or, or results because it's like, okay, well, what, what would I do regardless? What would I put my life's energy and, and, and into that? And then, um, there's a great book called the great work of your life by a guy named Stephen cope. Have you read that? No, no. It's really good. Um, it's, uh, he's, he's a yogi out of a cripple or Kripala and in Massachusetts. And, uh, and he basically took apart the Bhagavad Gita and looked at different people's lives like uh Nelson Mandela and Harriet Tubman and Susan B Anthony and all these different people and connected them to the Bhagavad Gita around dharma and and then also like quote unquote regular people but the big thing was this idea and and this really hit me was was this notion of non-attachment to results and and it's yeah. kind of difficult for for entrepreneurs especially so it's like what you know so the the win for you is putting your full heart and soul into something and then that's that's the real reward and not being attached to
0: all the way the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase, that's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash Darius. Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius from Shazda here and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now. and Let me tell you, They've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. They stop me from fully enjoying the little things in life. Canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose Itchy, watery eyes, and itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin D user for many, many years now, and let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits, and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount, so you can live Claritin clear, uses directed. Yeah, like like um, I I have that script running in the background, and then I have the other script running in the back that says, "But you need results, right? Yeah, and, and so it's it's because and it's funny I did this. The event um, in San Francisco, It's the, it was actually the 90 year anniversary of it about a week and a half ago called TEDx Golden Gate Park. And we brought in, um, do you know a guy by the name of Steven Jagger out of Vancouver,
1: Canada? Yeah, I have a run into to Stephen a little bit. Yeah,
0: he's like a yeah, he's like a a real interesting guy. He has a brother named Kevin Jaeger. Excuse me, I'm missing okay. his last name. And he has he has two brothers. They're the the Jaeger brothers are like these like like these Canadian hockey dudes that are like all entrepreneurs. And so his brother quit his job as an investment make. He went to McGill in in uh, Canada yeah. business school. quits his job, gets a job in Citibank as an investment maker at the age of 24 quits his job like or 22 or whatever 24 quits he was a football player mcgill quits his job and decides he wants to try to become an olympic athlete right <laughs> so yeah it's a really cool i mean you can check out tedx golden gate park uh kevin jaeger and spelled jagger j yeah. and he did this whole thing where he went from literally not he like strategically picked the sport he wanted to like try to become an olympian in that and he, and he had all these like he totally analyzed it couldn't be like judging base no team winter olympics was preferable <laughs> and he ends up as a long speed a long form speed skater
1: huh.
0: so he goes to this place in calgary called like the oval or the bowl or something yeah where they do all the training for this and he literally doesn't know how to skate and within, <laughs> and within two years he becomes top 20 speed skater in canada Huh. He, so he comes to do the talk. It's a, really, it's a really amazing story. He comes to do the talk at our TED talk, and he's and on the way there, he tells a story at, at the TED talk. He said, "On my way here in the cab, the cab driver asked me what like what I do for a living?'" And I said, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a speed skater." And the guy then asked me, "Well, are you? Oh, are you in the Olympics?" And he said, "Well, n- you know, no, I'm not, but I'm trying to be." And he said, "That's like asking a real estate agent if they're the number one real estate agent in their country because they tell you they're in real estate, right?" <laughs> so anyway, the talk he does, he said it was the, 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 the was the passion of pursuit was the talk mm. he did, which was it's not about him becoming an Olympian; it's about him actually enjoying the process of becoming an Olympian.
1: Yeah, and that that's that's really really powerful. Um, so the, I I call this, uh, and I've, i I continue to lean into this. Right, it's. Uh, um you know, because you keep following these little breadcrumbs and and synchronicities and intuitive hunches and, and chance meetings and, and you know random things and one of the things that uh most recently that i did that really fits this um it, it, it was a little thing but then it became something really interesting uh was my cosmic journal and so i saw this little art challenge going around online it was like a hundred days of art and as a kid It's funny you mentioned that Them as a a hockey family, so as a kid, I wanted to be an NHL hockey player and a a cartoonist in the offseason. So I didn't didn't make it into the NHL, uh, you know, and I didn't become a uh, professional cartoonist or anything like that. But I saw this art challenge. and, And so during my years of journaling, I've gotten back into like doodling and drawing and illustrating. And I'm like, wow, 100 days of art, that'd be a lot. I'm like, you know, but that would be really fun and that would be challenging. And I love also like interesting like experiments and, and, and things like that. We can talk about some of those later on, too. Um, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it And in my journal. I'm like, well, what would happen? You know, I'm going to if I do it, um, you know, who knows what the byproducts would be or, you know, whatever the case is. And and I'm like, wow, oh, I travel around a lot, and and but I'm, it's a big commitment. So, but I, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do 108, and because 108 in the wisdom traditions has even more meaning. So, so every single night, no matter what, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, I would journal and illustrate a page, um, and then it started becoming. So I call it the cosmic checkboxes, like just one thing that I just I would just do for myself every single day, and, and I had 108 of these blank uh, check boxes in the front of my moleskin every night, check it off when I did it. And it felt great. It was, you know, that pursuit of a uh, of, of passion and it was awesome. And then about 60 or so days into it, I started using it like an Oracle. And, uh, and I'm like, Oh, this is really cool. I'll just open it up and whatever the message is, is, is the message for me. And then I finished it and I started, you know, showing it to a handful of people. And one of my friends is like, I-, I just see how you light up about this thing. He's like, I'm going to pay you um, to actually make it into a real project. And, and so he, he paid to create these, uh, 888, um, these little vegan leather editions of, of this journal wow. As you can See here, like there's, you know, every single page was, was hand drawn, hand illustrated. And so like stuff like this, you know, this is a really interesting one where. Wait,
0: wait, wait. wait. So, so wait, wait. it's like, so when you get it, it's, it's your journal that I get to look through.
1: Well, so that's what it became. So like, it was never intended. It was intended for me. It was just like a thing that I created and then so when when uh, my friend Eric was like, I'll, I'll pay, you know, to actually create this thing, then I, I started creating these left hand prompt pages. Oh. And, and so then and there was so much magic that happened. Like, so, I, um, you know, I've written a couple books and I've never edited anything like this where I literally had someone scan in all my pages and then it made them like little two inch by two inch squares. And I, because there's no order to it when I created it. And right. so since he was you know, paying to make this a real project, I'm like, all right, well, I have to think about what is the real arc to this thing. And literally at 1.11 a.m., I finished the, the layout of it. And then at 1.11 a.m., I finished the left hand side prompts. So there's like so much magic around it. And uh, and then so, so that's what these were, 888 of these. And then when my friends got me a meeting, a breakfast meeting with the president of Hay House, which is the biggest transformational book publisher with Reed Tracy, And I handed it to him, I'm like, here, you know, open it up, pick a page. And he's like, I've never seen anything like this. And they fast tracked a a contract, which became the Cosmic Journal, their edition. Um, So that's out now. And then they also, uh, booked me for these oracle cards so it's like and and it just keeps continuing and blossoming and uh, you know now I have um, some other materials and things that I'm doing around it and and training people on how to use the cards it's like this most interesting blossoming of of just something that completely came out of out of nowhere and and it's so fun so maybe uh should we pick a page or our card
0: uh I'm down for I'm gonna follow your lead I just want to say that when you opened up the first thing I noticed was Gi Edis. The, the was the there was a caterpillar and it said quien
1: eres? oh yeah yeah yeah. That so, was the first thing i grabbed my attention
0: I've, I've been watching uh narcos for about three weeks now so i've been practicing right, watch. so
1: well, so that's an interesting page because i wasn't allowed to use it in the hay house version because it's a disney yeah property yeah. right so yeah. then i had to go back there's like a 1920 original sort of public domain version of it but but you know this is so we we do an event called Camp Maverick. Uh, you need to come out to it. It's
0: yeah, um, uh, count me in.
1: Yeah, it's it's like a summer camp for high level entrepreneurs, and and we you know it's all about the three things that we care about: growth, impact, and fun. And so we, we we'll do a lot of themes. And one year we did a theme which was the Alice in Wonderland theme. And so they dressed me up as this caterpillar, <laughs> from, and and I have my hookah there, and and I'm just sitting on this giant inflatable uh, chair. And literally, so there's this big party that we created, and, and people are walking by. I'm like, and of course, I only have one accent, right? The Russian accent. So I'm like, who are you? <laughs> and, and they'll walk over, they're like, hey, Yannick. And and I'm like, who are you? And, and they're like, oh, I'm Stacy. Hey. And I'm like, no. Who? <laughs> and, and then they're like, <laughs> so. I love Halloween too. Like Halloween, I never break character. And so this is like these perfect opportunities and they're like uh I'm a mother. I'm like, "Oh, I and and so you just keep going and and so that page was actually me, you know, again, this is like created for myself. I didn't think I would actually put this out there. So there's a lot of pretty personal things out there and so sort of, if you look at it is like the answers of of what I wrote uh to oh. that question it just keeps going and keeps going and so you keep asking and keep asking oh.
2: and,
1: and it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until oh. finally it says the unnameable one oh man and and so can you yeah. show that show that again yeah. yeah all right i want to pull up so i
0: can see it wow mm-hmm. And I can buy and the Cosmic Journal has all this in it if I buy
1: it. Yeah, it does. Um, oh man, but, And it's like have... a, a really amazing gift and, you know, it's again like one of those things that so when I hand it to people I'm like, look, this is your galactic instruction manual you were missing when you were born to fulfill your destiny here. Oh, and man. it works like an oracle. That's, you know, that's the real gift of it um is is people I've had people cry when they get the right page. It's uh you know, it's it's like if I knew that it was going to be published, I probably wouldn't have put, I don't know, 30 percent of what I put in there about, you know, in there because it was, it was really designed for me. Yeah. And, but that's how it creates. One of my friends um, has a book called like uh, I think it's Audience of One. And he talks about like just writing or creating for you. And, and the more you can do that, um, it's, it's like that. there's so much deep meaning there.
0: Oh, it sounds like me doing stand up comedy for myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that could be our Zoom show. Yeah, it's funny. I saw the, like uh, yeah. Uh-huh. The stand up comedy, like, right. Exactly. Like pursuing that. And and you never know where that goes. Like one of my friends, uh, Garrett Gunderson. I just saw he, it. Yeah. Like he loved, he loved stand up. And he he's like, oh, well, well, well then he'd start combining it with what he was great at, which was his his career before about helping entrepreneurs in their financial world. And now he's done a whole one-man show about about money and he actually had me um do an opening for him along with my, my other friend Derek Coburn here in DC oh, so okay. done a couple stand-up uh sets and uh and like my you know I'm prepping for it and my wife's like why the hell are you doing this for yourself like you you know you're working on this harder than than a bunch of other stuff I'm like I don't know I just really enjoyed it and I love it she's like you're not that funny though but I'm, I'm like well <laughs> but I still enjoy it and I love it. I don't know. Yeah. And, and the puppet did make its way out on stage as well.
0: It, it did or did not?
1: It did, yeah.
0: Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> the uh, puppet the puppet made it out too. So, so,
0: so, so you know I I I am um, Derek Derek's been on the show. I met him through Clubhouse. He's a great, oh, really? Oh, uh, good. Total it's good funny dude.
1: how everyone's like interconnected, right?
0: Yeah, you know, it's that it's that it's that resonance, right? It, like you just get drunk. Like it's, there's a reason why it's all why everyone's connected Um, to your point. And uh, yeah, I saw the Garrick. I was, it's funny last night, ruling post something about him trying to sell out. And you know, you brought you know, he had a big post about Garrett Gunderson's show. I saw him it first come out and I saw Derek, I didn't realize you were a part of that. I saw Derek promoting that he was doing stand up, And I was yeah. like, and the funny thing was, I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs>
1: Well, I got a great opportunity for you whenever you want. Like one of my wow. good friends is a, an amazing comedy coach, and he's kind of—I don't know if he's going to do that much of it anymore, but he used to do a, a CEO cal- challenge, and I think he's going to do it in Vegas one more time. And
0: uh, so he—he I can like he'll train me on. He'll how-
1: train you, and then and then we'll perform at in Vegas at some club or or back in in New York uh, or DC.
0: I'm so down. I'm so down for that I like my secret desire was to always be a stand-up comedian my wife hates it because I'm I'm I, half of it's like I'm like I can't say all these things I think of all these fucked up things that are <laughs> inappropriate.
1: <laughs> I, I think it's hilarious uh, I mean there's some like I don't know what you were like as a kid I, I would be drawing these random like parodies and things and get in trouble and I always love like crack magazine and and so I love all those things and I don't know that, like, so th- th- to me, this is part of the way of of figuring out what you're meant to do next. It's like you come back to what you loved over and over again, like this little this little cycle, but but with new eyes and new experiences. And then you're like, oh well, I'm obviously not going to have a Netflix special or whatever, but I mean, you know, maybe you will. I mean, Garrett is is looking for that, and maybe he will, and and I think he has the skills to do it. But you're like, well, you know, maybe this comedy thing gets integrated into something else and something else, right? So if you combine like two or three things, then it's like, oh, this is really, really interesting. Like, for instance, like, you know, my, my doodles, like I have no qualms that I'm like the best artist in the world at all. And, and but then like the stuff that I put in there is is you know, fairly profound, I'd say. So you combine that together, it's a really unique kind of combination. And I I remember I was getting interviewed by one of my friends, Jess Ortner, who uh, does the EFT stuff. And, and she's like, you know, you're not the best artist. <laughs> And I'm like, thanks, Jess. I appreciate that. She's like, no, no, no. I meant it as like, you know, so that other people can pursue what they're interested. in.
0: Thanks for lowering the bar. Uh, <laughs> but hey, listen, like, like Gary V and friends. Like, come on. Like, I saw your stuff, and I'm like, hey, he's selling that shit for millions of dollars, and it, oh, and because he's trying to take advantage of the whole NFT craze that's going on.
1: Yeah, like, I, I'd love to dig deeper into that and understand that because I'm I'm really intrigued by that. Um as far as like, how do you create community, and how community can actually own via tokenization of of what's created, um, and and I thought Gary did it really really smart because he he associated something that has tremendous value, which is events with him and different VIP access and all these things. So it it really was was intriguing uh, the way he's he's done it.
0: So w- yeah, I I I just started following it, and my funny, I have a my sister went to Parsons, she's a fashion designer. Um, And she texted me yesterday. I'll read you the text she sends me. She's not an entrepreneur. Like my brother and I are an entrepreneur, she's not. And I swear to God, this text came. Hey, um, should I get into NFT fashion? Like start my own NFT clothing line? Like this is like my sister who's not an entrepreneur, but she's seeing this and she's like, "Uh, I can do this, I'm really, and she's a talent. I mean, she's really talented like fashion designer right so it's like when I get when I get text like that from my sister I'm like yeah this stuff's here to stay I don't know what it's gonna look like but it's it's real
1: yeah and as long as there's you know I, I always think about like what's the what's the value right like so very very early on in one of my journals I wrote I get rich by enriching others 10x to 100x what they pay in return so it's like where you know if it's just a digital picture that you can hang somewhere at you know that's one level of value, but if it's creating a full community that people can really engage and 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 do things together, like that's that's really exciting. And and who knows, maybe she'll design like a pink unicorn fashion. And you know the, those guys with the, uh, the the gorillas have seemed to them pretty well.
0: Yeah, I know, man. It's mind blowing. So speaking of community, um, you know that's something that you've done an amazing job with. And and I'd love to just take a step back because some of our audience. I know knows who you are, but some of our audience may not know you. Like, how did you get into, like, you're doing the Maverick 1000 thing. You guys do summer camp. You have the Cosmic Journal. This is a whole thing, though, that's like a movement that you've moved towards. Prior to that, you know, how did you get into entrepreneurism? And and how did you get into that? Because I really want to land on the community you're
1: building. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, my, my story was back in 2000. Um, so I saw the internet. I was actually, I was working for my dad. Um, got, got started super early. 14, I was telemarketing. 16 only way I got a car was if I went out and cold called doctors, he had a medical equipment sales and service company and he's like, go, Mr. Yale, go, go make some sales. And, uh, and so I learned really early on that cold calling pretty much sucked, especially when you're a 16 year old kid talking to 50 year old doctors. Um, and, and so like one of my doctors gave me a Jay Abraham tape and it like really turned the lights on. I was like, Oh, you know, wow. I could write a letter or put out an ad and only speak to interested people. And so I started learning about direct response marketing, and my dad is like, "Yeah, who's going to read all this?" And I'm like, "Let's just try it and see what happens." And then it really moved them from a regional player to a national player, and and so it, it allowed me to get a massive head start in marketing and sales. Um, and then the internet started coming along, and I'm like, "Oh, this is really fascinating. There's something here," um, and and I want to, you know, at first I thought I was going to take over my dad's company, but I'm like, oh, no, I want to pursue my own stuff." And so literally at three o'clock in the morning, I had this idea for something called instant sales letters, uh, which were these little sales, sales letter fill in the blank uh, templates. And, and then those took off and people were like, "Whoa, how'd you do that? Could you teach me what you're doing? So a lot of times, you know, I, I think we just follow these these continual breadcrumbs and and, and from people like asking or, or opening up like, hey, you know, can you show me this or whatever? And so that turned into a whole nother career, which turned into me helping people take their knowledge and information and sell it online. And then which led to some community stuff, like we were doing a big event called the Underground, which was these unknown people doing incredibly well online and and, and teaching them how to what they were doing. And, and, and so there's a community that was built around that. Um, but then about you know, 13 years ago, I asked a really simple question, which is, am I happy? Would I be happy doing what I'm doing 10 years from now? And when I looked at that, especially in my journal, the answer was no. Yeah. And and then so I'm like, all oh, right, well, what would it look like? And, and so, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, you're like, I'm just going to scratch my own itch. And so it's like, oh, I'm going to take my buddies and other friends and awesome entrepreneurs on these unique adventures. We combine it with business, we combine it with the charity and and different, uh, you know, impact elements and have a lot of fun and business sessions. And so that became Maverick Business Adventures. And and then the first trip was great, Baja Doom Buggy, but we lost about $40,000 i like, ah, you know, whatever. It's an investment. And then about $400,000 in, my wife's like, so what the hell are you doing? And, and I'm like, I don't know. But And it was, you know, kind of like you, like I lost that passion for the company that was over here that was paying all the bills because I just didn't love what was going on in, in that space. And then I just didn't feel like that was my true calling. And so it was hard because I was helping a lot of people. Like there's nowhere that I, w- I wouldn't go where people would be like, dude, Yannick, you changed my life. I sell guitar lessons online or I sell whatever and, and I'm financially free, but I'm like, yeah, it's not, that's not the only thing I want to do. And so I asked another question, which was, what would my 111 year old self tell me? And, and then I use my non-dominant hand. So this is, this is a really powerful way of getting to like deeper wisdom, um, which I learned from a guy named Bill Donius, who wrote a book called Thought Revolution, who's a friend of mine. And, and so if you use your non-dominant hand, so my answer was light a thousand suns who can each light another thousand suns. And it changed, you know, really everything. It changed the name of the group, then changed to Maverick 1000. It had a bigger mission and purpose. So like I looked at my why, my why wasn't to build an adventure travel company, it was to change the way is played. And so it really changed also the things that we provided for members, um, more about this, this evolution of their own growth and, and what, what do they really wanna transform and even transcend uh, business. And and so it, there, there was a big change, I think that happened about 2012. And so we normally do an annual summit and, and typically it could be the first week in December. Uh, and and I'm like, all right, we need to go down to the Mayan uh, Riviera and, and for the Mayan calendar change. And my team's like, mm, you're crazy. That's three days or four days before Christmas. So I'm like, no, no, we need to go down there and they they, you know, credit to them. They found an amazing way to do it. And then we spent the night in a Mayan village and then all these different ceremonies in a Temaska, which is a Mayan sweat lodge essentially. And and we literally came out. Um, there's a longer story to it, but we literally came out at midnight. Like and they they have to move this boulder, yell inside there. I didn't think I was gonna stay in there. So I've had bits of claustrophobia before and it's like completely dark. We're very cramped. Hard to breathe because it's like they're, they're pouring water on these uh these lava rocks.
0: This is during like, the, your Temescal.
1: This is the Temescal, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I've I've done two.
1: You've done a Temescal, yeah.
0: Dude, I did a Temescal for my wedding because I got I got married at, in a Zapotec ceremony. Oh wow! In, in Oaxaca, Mexico, and that was wow. part of it. So yeah, no, I know. To, we'll go there in a second.
1: So. Yeah, and and so this is before my meditation practice, but I I, I worked through it and and it was like. You know so the shaman doesn't have like a glow-in-the-dark watch in there or anything he's like you know it's just time and so you yell and this boulder moves and then you get out and the other group had already been in there and they're they're counting down five four we literally came out at midnight on the solstice of the 2012 uh, calendar change and it was like you know i'm getting goosebumps talking about it again because of such a massive synchronicity to be like no this is this is the real work that you're meant to be doing is helping you know entrepreneurs like this because i think that we can truly uh, you know, impact the world by through the leverage of business by by nudging consciousness, wow. and and so that was that was a huge change, uh, and into what we we're doing, and and it really helped you know push and propel the community because for communities I think it really helps when you have a bigger mission and bigger purpose, and I can get into some tactical unique stuff about what we do with, with our communities and so forth. I'm happy to talk about that, but there is a real process to it. In fact, there's a, a whole section of it in in my book, Evolved Enterprise all about building communities.
0: Wow, man. I just got goosebumps when you were talking. Um, that's, wow. You're just, you're kind of hitting me on a lot of different levels right now. Um, so yeah, so having done, I've done two Temascals before. One was not, I mean, neither were as like, like the, the synchronicity of the experience you just described, having done one. So, so for those people that haven't done one, it's a sweat lodge. They're burning palm, or I don't, they're burning something. It's, a,
1: well, it's usually it's a, some sort of rock, like a volcanic rock, or, or something that they bring I mean, in there.
0: Did they? I did and, text. Maybe it's And, different then, and then they, they don't.
1: don't you know. Yeah. Well, I didn't have that, but but yeah. I mean, there's different. There's slightly different varieties, uh, but but it's all the symbolism is you're going into the womb of the earth to be reborn.
0: So, so like, in the one I did, you're screaming as like, you're still, you're chanting and screaming and yep. like, like, like pounding. Like, like, there's a lot of like, like chanting and screaming. Yeah. And then, and then there's like a release. And then the one I was in, you jump into a, like a cold pool of water.
1: at the end or at the end yeah 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 yeah. and and
0: literally like you get like i got like stoned like i was so high off of it because like your body your body like doesn't know what the hell's happening to it
1: Um, it's amazing uh so i've I've been really fortunate to now sit in a couple um you know indigenous native american sweat lodges i've, I've done a couple of the mayan Temascals and and i you know that medicine is so powerful and it really is you know real so i'm, I'm sitting there with one of our indigenous grandmother elders uh from dna grandmother navajo and and she's like you know this is this is real like like don't screw around in here you know every once in a while i, I might put put a joke in or something she's like no this is this is like you're, you're really, this is our technology and this is real technology. And, and I totally believe it. Um, I love like, even as a kid, I was really deep into like different, uh, like the pyramids and sacred sites and, and UFOs and all sorts of weird stuff. But then I've kind of put it away and now I've come back to it and, and it's like, it, it all combines like, like, again, there's little pieces, like there's little dots and then you connect them. And, and I think that there there's real power here. And you see like a lot of entrepreneurs are starting to pursue different, medicine pass and all sorts of things. And, and it's, it's fascinating to see because if it's done well, it really can open up a new way that, that you're going to show up in the world and, and be able to use your, your skill set that you have.
0: Yeah. It's, 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 you know, I have a few friends, especially entrepreneur community. The thing about entrepreneurs that I think is fascinating and I'm, and I'm now playing a lot more since I left my business with entrepreneurs. Um, that's my new, that's my new world. But, um, But it's very much more on the tactical side of it with the intention of like slowly weaving in the consciousness side, right? Because the, cause some, you come in harder. If someone's not asking for the conscious and you come in with that, they're like, whoa, dude, like, I just want to run my business better. And, and, but if, but they're not like separate from each other. Like your consciousness is how you show up in the world, right? And like that affects everything that gets created. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like what I love about what you're doing is, is you're especially like the, i know a lot of the people that like to play with you and like these are folks that they're 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 elevated leaders and they're people that have been doing a lot of work and so the reason i bring that up is i think that entrepreneurs naturally are risk takers and they're usually early adopters because they're out search, they're in search they're curious and what's ended up on my radar <clears throat> again i come from sam i lived in san francisco for 17 years before i moved to austin I live right. in Austin. now in austin i think it looked the tip of the spear with a lot of this stuff now, um, but. I got introduced to entrepreneurs I knew that were doing a lot of this like journey work and medicine work and I and I actually was scared of it. I was like for like so for people that don't know what I'm talking about uh this is around l- using plant medicine, maybe it's mushrooms, psilocybin, ayahuasca, there's other ones that are less well known. And so you know, like I I got scared of it because when I was a kid, like high school, college, I tried mushrooms once. And, like, if uh, the, the cool thing about this type of stuff is that if it's done in a responsible and like respectful way, there's guides and there's, you know, you have these shamans and they're, they're like, I mean, they're like, there's a lot of work you're doing, like, like completely clear-minded before you even start to even touch any of that stuff, and it's around intentionality, and and you start to look at it from this lens of maybe the way that uh, these indigenous folks have done it in the past, right? With a lot of respect, I, I think is the yeah. right
1: word. Well, every single civilization had their own way of of you know being connected to divinity and 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 spirit, and so what what's happened a lot is is we've created these intermediaries. And so this, you know, plant medicine and, 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 you know, to me, I'm, I'm not like here, this is the only path. I think that everyone has their, their own path. And, and I think there's so many paths to it that, that it all ends up in the same spot, which is, which is one, essentially this, this oneness and, and, and concept of love. And then what is your expression of it? Um, and, And so with with the medicine work, it's it's really important about who is the guide, who is the facilitator, who's the shaman, and then what is the integration and what you know what what happens afterwards, and and so those those um, those containers are really really important, and, and like everything, the intentionality, as you were mentioning, that that's incredibly important, and and you don't have to, like you know when we sit in sweat lodge, there's no medicine, uh, no sweat lodge is medicine. And, and it's like, so that to me is, is an incredible way of, 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 doing it as well. And there's so many, you know, there's so much stuff that's starting to come up again, like breath work and all sorts of stuff that all these different traditions knew about, like yogic traditions knew about the breath work. And, and so you could just do breath work and you have a a way to, to really connect and, and you don't need ayahuasca. Like, you know, it's not like, Oh, everyone has to go do ayahuasca. I, I don't think that's, that's the case at all.
0: No. Well, and you're, you're bringing up a great point. Like I, I did, um, With one, two of my forums, we did you know a Wim Hof type breath exercises, and like you get access to your subconscious. Like, 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 there's no other way to say it, right? It's like that's what that's that's what I found is I get to access parts of myself that there's that are coming up in these uncertain ways where I'm like, why do I feel that way? I don't know, but there's something that I'm feeling that's not there's a misalignment, something's up. I don't know what it is, and then Mm -hmm. I'll go do one of these things that we're talking about. You know, whether it's breath work or just deep meditation or maybe I'll do it like, you know, once or twice I've done these these journey groups and, and I come out and I'm like, I, I have no better way of saying this. Holy fuck. I've, I've been, that's like I've, I'm, I'm following this path that I've always followed that I don't like that has creating these results that are misaligned with what I really want. And I got, it's gotta stop, you know, or yeah. like, Oh, I didn't have this realization that I'm being this person that I don't want to be, or, or, or there's positive stuff too. But, but I, I do think that the word you use that I think is a really interesting word is technology because I think mis- people mis- misinterpret technology as just something on a computer when the reality is, is there sacred technology? And and, that, and I, I love that 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 you're like playing in these realms. That's so interesting,
1: man. Yeah. And one that's, I think, underutilized, which is one of my favorite that I've taken an apprentice program with actually during this sort of pause that we were in before was cacao. And this is what I've been drinking out of, out of this mug is, is cacao and ceremonial cacao has a real heart opening aspect to it and really, really powerful. Um, but, but subtle, like, not like it's going to, you know, make you be hallucinating and all sorts of things, but, but it really is just this beautiful heart opener.
0: Yeah. I love the heart. I, I, I've, I've tried, um, Connor root and sassafras heart opener,
1: which I've had Connor root. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was, very, I mean, it was, it was, it's gentle until it's not, <laughs> 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 which, which I'm cool with it. Cause it's, it's, it's a big, you know, you get a big rush of serotonin and it's, it's right. very interesting experience. Um, so let's do it, man. I'm game. You, you, you okay.
1: Do- Oracle, cool. yeah. So we can do either a card or a journal page.
0: Your, your call. It's your, yeah. it, like, I don't know, ha- I, I don't know which one I want. Why don't I, I might do the card? Cause we saw the journal already.
1: Let's do the card, yeah. All right. Um, all right. And I can probably do a s- screen share, I think, as well. Uh, yeah. Let me make sure you can. So I can, I can, we can throw up the card here. Um, eh. I don't I don't have it handy. We'll just do it. I'll do it. I'll show you on the screen. All right. So pick a number between one and 44.
0: 44.
1: Okay. All right. Now I need to go find where where that card is. All right. This is gonna be a good one. All right. So here you go. This is the card.
0: All right. So it is a a words
1: create worlds. And And actually, it's a a picture of Ganesh on there as well, which which is uh, one of my favorite pages out of the Cosmic Journal, because Ganesh is is known as the remover of obstacles and also um, the bringer of of great fortune and happiness. But not everyone knows it's also the placer of obstacles, which I really love. So it's like placing an obstacle there on purpose so that you can pursue your true destination and, and goal. But so 44 says, um, your words create worlds. And it says, your worlds are the magic spell that builds stories that either serve you or muffle your dreams. What words are you speaking forth into the world at this moment? Listen carefully to those around you. What do you hear? Our language determines what we believe is possible or impossible. Our words truly create worlds. Slow down to bring awareness to what you are truly saying in conversations with others and with yourself internally. Before you try something, are your words about about it empowering, or are you already down and defeated? By drawing this card, you're now free from all old stories you've been told by others, no matter how well-meaning they've been. You're released and free to use the language of creation and conception." So this also has a prompt. And and so for anyone listening, I would suggest to do the prompt, which is, what is a personal power phrase I can tell myself when I feel overwhelmed, scared, or uncertain of what to do next? So you're going to kind of journal on that a little bit. What is my personal power phrase. I can tell myself when I feel overwhelmed, scared, or uncertain what to do next. And then there's also something called a cosmic checkbox, which is an action item to be done within 24 hours. And so it says, write down all the empowering words you used in the last week about yourself. Now write down all the disempowering words and then compare those lists. So Um, a little action to do. Um, But, you know, you, you think about it, our words really do create you know, this, whatever our reality is around it. And, and, and the more you kind of bring attention to it. So I started as a copywriter. So words are incredibly important, like um, inside evolved enterprise. I talk about so many people are are talking about, Oh, you know, giving back as the way that they're doing business now. And, And I really dislike that because that implies that we've taken something as entrepreneurs, we're only value creators. So it's like, you know, how do we, you know, maybe talking about impact or ripples of impact or grow, um, you know, like just something else. But but giving back implies that we've now taken and we're we're giving it back and I don't I don't love that that at all. So you start thinking about what are the words maybe that you haven't even examined around you.
0: Oh man, it's probably why I don't like the word legacy.
1: Interesting. Is it, why does that? Uh, what does that have a, a the, meaning for you?
0: You know, some a kid asked me on the show. He said, "What like what do you what do you want your legacy to be?" And I said, "That that, that means that I can't." Like I'm like, well, you know, Rand. You know, Rand Stegan?
1: i know who he is yeah but i haven't met him
0: he does this like legacy exercise where he's like look like you know your your mom and dad are standing on each side of your shoulder like what are their names and then you know i say my mom and dad's name yeah. He goes, okay now their parents are standing on their on each side of their shoulder what are their right. names and then and then he goes and and like literally like i didn't know my dad's parents names because they both died before i was born and i had to go look it up so i went like two generations back he's like that's legacy He's like, he's like, like most people don't know anything about their legacy. So, you know, and it was just kind of this like interesting perspective around it. Yeah. And so, you know, I, for me, I, I think it implies doing something for that. I'll, it's like almost a selfish, like, like, like it's ego driven,
1: like right? like your name on a hospital wing or something or like, yeah, like, yeah.
0: When people are like, no yeah. one cares, no one cares. yeah
1: i'm pretty sure i have a page in the journal about legacy but i can't remember um well actually of course i pulled to the right page that it doesn't talk about legacy but but it does have you know how i think about it which is hold on i got to get better at this part um so this which says teach the way by living the way yeah And, and so to me that that is legacy it's like what are you doing every day And it says, teach the way by living the way, which is meditation and mindfulness, full expression of unique talents, continual growth and expansion, powerful activation of language, gratitude and awe, love with a full heart, unite the head, heart, highest purpose, and happy inner child, playfulness, intuitive knowing and cheerful expectancy without attachment, optimize physical body with nourishment and exercise, joyful abundance, divine destiny unfolding in everything, catalyze the cosmos, light 1,000 suns. And so it says, your actions shout so loudly that your words only whisper softly. I've only left guideposts for others to live their own teachings. And and that's kind of the way I think about legacy. It's like, you know, it, it's gonna happen through what you do essentially every day, the relationships that you have. And it's, and the less you think about legacy, I think the better, um, like yeah. if, if you are thinking about it, like, oh, this, you know, how am I gonna get, you know, my name on all these buildings or whatever it is, that, You know, it's it's kind of the opposite.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're we're so aligned. I I wrote a book last year called The Core Value Equation, and since since then, I've I'm I'm, I'm probably gonna write another book regarding how do you bring that's how do you create core value driven organizations, like my best practices for it. But um, one of the things where I've got to experiment around is family core values. So when you were, when you were just reading, like a lot of those are things that are part of our family core values that we're talking about and it's around, you know, your values become your, you know, essentially become your, your words become your values or your values become your words. You know, you can look at it both ways and that becomes your actions, which become your results. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, totally. are you living your values? And, and at, literally when you were reading all those, I'm like, mm, those are my, those are basically most of my core values.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then your kids, you know, catch you doing it and, and see what you're doing. So we have, we have something uh, kind of similar. It sounds like we have something called the 13 silver keys that we'll talk about uh, at Sunday dinners. And, uh, and so the kids helped create them, even though they kind of hate them now, but they, they helped create them a couple of years ago and, and, but, but they stick based on stories and so yeah. we're ones that are make magic which is like looking for these synchronicities and magic in the world and and that one really stuck with them because of a story that that they saw Um, one of the cards in the oracle deck that i I was looking for is this talking to your ancestors so there's 11 cards also that are are cosmic q a's that you would actually have a conversation with your right hand and then your left hand and so you would call forth your ancestors and then you would ask questions with your right hand or dominant hand and then answer with your left hand and then you keep going and having conversation with them so you know, there's a lot of ways of tapping into like this intuitive wisdom, even if you don't know their names and you don't know what they're about. And there is real power there for sure, and and in tapping into that part.
0: Man, you're you're such a champ, Yannick. Like, I, first of all, I'm, i want to buy a bunch of journals and a bunch of cards, so I'm gonna order ten of each of those today when we get off. Um, so, where right, where, where do I buy all that stuff at?
1: Uh, so CosmicJournal.com are the, the special like little vegan leather versions. And I probably have like 150 of those left ish. And then, uh, yeah, at, at Amazon or Hay House has, uh, has, has the regular ones and, and the cards. So those are all available there and people have been giving them out as gifts and and loving them. Um, it's, yeah. you know, really, really fun gifts to to give out for sure.
0: Yeah, no, the, the, it's that's that's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, it's the holidays. This is
1: these are gonna be great yeah.
0: for all my friends. Um, man, well, look, I know I kept you longer than we were supposed to, but you got a couple of cool things coming up. Do you want to share it to the audience, and we'll make sure it gets in the show notes, and then uh, I'll get you out of here, my brother.
1: Yeah, I mean, so um, you know, the if if you're a seven figure, eight figure entrepreneur, those are the people that we work with, especially those that that care about growing themselves, making a difference in the world, and having some fun together. And and so obviously, you and I have a lot of alignment around that. Yeah. Uh, we have a really interesting trip coming up uh, to Antarctica, the end of January, and I think I have like eight or nine spots left for that. And and then we do an annual trip to Necker Island with Richard Branson, and and that's really really incredible. That's in April 2022. Actually, uh, I think Brian will be coming on that one, Brian Scudamore.
0: Oh, very cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe we can we can get you over there or something like that. And yeah, then well,
0: uh, try to make it happen.
1: Yeah, I mean we. So if you check out Maverick1000.com, the number one thousand, you can you can see everything about that. And and then um, yeah, the evolved enterprise book is is a great one for entrepreneurs to really think about how do you connect your head, heart, higher purpose, and anywhere anywhere you buy books, you can find that. Man,
0: so much so much game changing amazingness coming out of the Yannick Silver world. I, I'm so appreciative and so grateful to have you here, my brother.
1: Yeah, dude, thank you so much for having me on. It's a lot of fun, and, and I feel like we could have went on for like three hours. So yeah, yeah, I'm Let's like I'm, for our like... Zoom uh, puppet show. <laughs>
0: I can't wait. You guys, you heard her first. We're doing it. Zoom puppet show with with both of our dad's voices. Um, guys, uh, thank you so much for uh checking out the show. Please share this. Yannick's creating a lot of greatness in the world. And uh, I'm so proud to have him here and have you be a part of it. And my brother, I'll let you peace out. And you and I have some connectivity to do offline. So I'll see you. Thanks, man. Peace out, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye, Bye guys. leave us a review tell us what you love most about this particular episode we love getting the reviews we love to see what you guys love most and if this particular episode you know made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life print screen share it with them leaders are the best givers and after all we're all here to support and grow with each other and in case you want to see some of the fun behind the scenes shots or some of the things that we're doing I'm actually writing about this in my weekly newsletter. Go to www.therealdarius.com and subscribe to my newsletter. We're talking about fun things like business and life and mindfulness and cryptocurrencies and gosh, I don't even know everything and anything, but it's tons of fun stuff. I write about, I try to get it out on a weekly basis. You can subscribe at www.therealdarius.com. And with that said, look, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We're out of here. See you guys on the next one.
2: This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosey, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young.